RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a weekday special. This is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. We do these weekday specials every now and then when I have the time. But usually our, our regular spot is Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. So, I don't know. The weekdays are something to, I don't know, keep me going, really, because I, like I like doing the weekday specials because we have, it's, it's more loose, it's more open. I don't have a two-hour time constraint. It is, we can do it as much as, or as little as we want. It's really just us hanging out. And thank you for indulging the the haphazard schedule of the weekday specials. I know it's a surprise. Sometimes you'll, like, haiku, I see you in the chat room, that you just got your notification. And I, I apologize. It's hard to build a life, not a life, not that you're building a life around the show, but it's hard to anticipate if you don't know when the hell the show's going to be. You know what I'm saying? So, But I, I appreciate you um, for... At, for meeting me halfway in that department as well as the other departments as well as supporting the show and until we get a high uh, a, a higher m amount of subscribers or patrons I should say and we'll, we're able to do a weekday show every single day and then maybe the Saturday show will be the specials do you know what I mean um, we'll, we just have to play it by ear this way Oh, thank you. And George pops in with the right off the bat with the super chat. Thank you, George. And we are we're streaming on Facebook as well, but we we have a large community that meets in the YouTube chat. So, if you'd like to join us, please come over to RDT Daily Media. I oh, wait, what is it? It's youtubecom slash c for channel. And back, you know, so it's you do youtube.com backslash C for channel, and then another backslash RDT daily media. Okay, I hope that makes sense. You could probably also just Google it, guys. I love y'all. I see you all coming into the chat room. It makes makes me feel good. I was I was in another kind of down mood today, so I'm like, I gotta do a I gotta do a weekday special. I need my peeps. It is a hard time. We are living in interesting times. And, uh-oh, here comes Tara Jr. Jr., as if on cue. Come on. Come on. If you're going to do it, just do it. Just walk over. Wait, maybe I should adjust this a little. If I can't go, I can't go too far down because I'm sitting here in my shorts here. But this is Tara Jr. Hello. Well, it's really Tara Jr. Jr., this is what we got to do when we're when it, when we play it by ear. Maybe when we get our real show, we'll we'll have to have some we'll have to have animals in the show too somehow. If we're in a studio, we need an animal-friendly studio. All right. Uh, I wa I was like, what am I going to talk about today? I'm not that pff, there's a there's a 
a shortage of stuff going on to talk about. But there, of course, Trump is being impeached. We know we knew this. I wondered why there were only two articles of impeachment. I don't know. For me, I, I, I'm really nervous, to tell you the truth, thinking about the, the, the DLC Democratic Party and that they're going to do it to us again. All of the signs. Now, remember 2016 on Huffington Post, the day of the election, it said they had the meter, the polling meter, Nate Silver, you know, this, the, the gold standard of pollsters had, had predicted Hillary winning, I think it was like a 99%. I don't, maybe that's an exact, I know it was over 90%. And there was a meter on the Huffington Post that had Hillary over 90%. She's going to win. And I, I was like, okay, this pretty much is a done deal here. And look at where we are. I, I, I keep hearing now how Joe Biden is the only one that can beat Twitler. I don't agree. And I don't know if I'm beating a dead horse over here. But I finally got a chance to watch that Hillary interview on, on, on Howard Stern. It was interesting. But, I, I, I mean, come on. That's why I'm wearing my Bernie shirt. She has to bash Bernie? What is, I mean, and the, let me just play, first of all, you know, whatever. Uh, I guess I, I was saying, in my mind, I said, no, say the, say all the links first before you get into the show, but whatever. We'll talk about that later. If you want to support the show, it's patreon.com slash, uh, yes, slash Tara Devlin, that is. And there's links all over the place, so thank you for everything you do. And please, what else the other thing? Oh, um. Let's uh, please give the show a good review on iTunes. That's the other thing. And the other thing, actually, this is another good thing. I thought I've, I, I've never announced this, but, you know, we have a phone number at, uh, for Tara Buster. And every week that goes by, I'm like, I got to take phone calls. I, I need to take phone calls. And I, and I want to take phone calls, you know. But I guess I'm a little... I don't know, traumatized? Is, uh, is it traumatized? I, oh, this was in the early days of the show, too. I opened up the phones and nobody called. So I was like, I'm not doing that again. And then I, but recently, more recently, I opened up the phones and people called. But the other thing, I know that people are shy. They don't want to call, whatever. I will open the phones. I'm not sure if I'll open them now. But w I will post the number because you can also, and I'll put it in the links and all, because you can also, after hours, leave a message on the, on the machine at the, you know, it's, it's called call-in studio. That's the application I use. It's, it's a uh, subscription service that does this shit. It allows you to take phone calls, allows me to have a guest call line, it allows other lines and my own phone number, you know, and this is the stuff that we ask for support. Everything that you're seeing, it, it requires money. The call-in studio requires money. The, the restream requires money. You know what I mean? Everything, it's not like for free. So even the Skype requires money. And what else requires money? Oh, the uh, eCam, that's a subscription as well. 
All right, whatever. Who cares, right? Um, yeah. So I saw Hillary on Howard Stern bashing Bernie again. And I, I wanted to play this because I'm sick of it. I'm effing sick of it. Well, we'll talk about the impeachment, too. But they're, they're just fascists. That's the other thing that's really concerning because this is what is at stake. The entire thing is at stake. And we're, I'm, I'm having friggin' deja vu with these DLC Democrats. So, hold on. And I feel like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. These are the same ones. They're saying, oh, well, Joe Biden's going to win. All the polls are pointing to that. These are the same ones that had the 90%, over 90% Hillary was going to win, right? So, here we go. Here we go. Here it is. No, no, I got the wrong one. Oh, fuck. Did I do it? Did I gra- grab this? Bur- well, I have her bashing him here. Hold on. Here's, this is a different Sanders, and this yeah. was a perception I had. Mm-hmm. You would say a policy when you right. were running against right. him for the nomination. Right, right. And the next day you go, yeah, well, free college for everyone. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like when you run for a, a fifth grade class. Yeah, right. That's I'll give right. you free yeah. everything. Chocolate milk for Chocolate everybody. Chocolate milk for everyone and yeah. more recess. <laughs> yeah. More pizza. Words, and then it makes it and look then, like you're a stick in the mud. I know. And then when you say, well, wait a minute, where's, where's no the sense. money going to come from? Then you're, what a minute, are you against free college? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck you. Okay. Really? What? It's comparing free college or an investment that we would make in our future, in our country, so kids don't have to come out of college as indentured servants to banks, which doesn't do anything but set us up for failure here in the United States of serfs and lords. It it ensures that income disparity will continue to widen and upward immobility will continue to be uh, a, a dream only reserved once for our grand great grandparents at this point. So, um, it's comparing free college. We we can afford free college. How come she's she wasn't concerned when she was voting for the Iraq War how we were going to pay for it? It's okay. We we're going to pay for it then. The death, the ins, the constant death, the constant money pit of an endless war of corporate ag- aggression, a war of choice. In, in, in a country, we should be the hell out of. How many people have to die? Is that enough? You, you, you never heard these DLC Democrats talking about how you're going to pay for it then, these warmongers, right? But it's so Bernie. And the other thing was uh, what Howard Stern said that, oh, Bernie, um, he would come back with, yeah, free college for everyone. That's bullshit because the fact is Bernie has been advocating for the progressive policies that this country needs for generations. He's been advocating for as long as I've been alive. He's been consistently advocating for the, solu- the progressive solutions that built the middle class in the first place, that the DLC Democrats and the Reaganomics uh, cohorts the, and their DLC enablers, that they all that they all uh, dismantled. So all Bernie is talking about is something that other countries do, and it's an investment. Now, we know that as far as free college, because that's what they picked, if the, the statistics, we, we know statistics on this anyway, because we, we did send an entire generation to college if, under the GI Bill, 
and it was an investment in the country. And every dollar that we spent sending the, the GIs who came back from World War II to, it, to college returned, uh, I think it's $7 in tax revenue. So it's not how you're going to pay for it. It's like, what is your priority? What is your moral priority? What are you really trying to do? What is the purpose of government? We're, we form government, so we have a, so, oh, I mean, ultimately, we form government so we can have a society that works for all, not just those at the top. But they never seem to complain about how you're going to pay for things like tax giveaways to corporations who don't pay a goddamn dime in taxes. In fact, they get a, they get, they, they get paid. They get a, uh, they get a return. They don't even have to pay. We pay them. When, when it was a time of, the, when we had the time of the New Deal, the great prosperity, when we had the most upwardly mobile working class and we had the slimmest income disparity, we, uh, the corporations paid one-third of the tax revenue in this country. So I, when I hear something like this, I am incensed beyond belief. And why the hell is she bashing Bernie? Because it was Ber- Bernie was the candidate who, who, um, who went out there. He gave, I think it was 39 speeches, more than any other, uh, any other of her endorsers. And she's, so the other thing, I was trying to, I guess I don't know where I put this video. I had the video. I, I swear to God, I captured it, but I can't find it. But maybe, I don't know. It was where she's complaining that he didn't endorse her and, uh, as, as quick as she would have liked. And, he ho- and she hopes he doesn't do it again. Because, oh, that's what it was. She said that the Russians were the Russians wanted Trump to be the, the, the president and, and, and Bernie too, she threw in. Um, and if uh, she hopes, whoever the nominee is, she hopes that Bernie doesn't do it again. Say, basically saying like, Bernie is not, uh, won't be the nominee. And, they, and Howard Stern asked her, well, who, who would win? Well, the Biden, all the polls say Biden. Well, Remember 2016, what did the polls say? All the polls say Biden? Really, this is where they're doing it to us again. And I'm, I'm extremely concerned. It's not just because I, I'm a Bernie bro, which I am. What is a Bernie bro? It's somebody, I believe in the policies that Bernie advocates for. If Bernie was advocating for which, what Hillary was advocating for, incremental change, Give me a effing break. We we're, we're, we are the least upwardly mobile country of all the OECD nations. So what, what are you talking about, incremental change? You don't put out a fire when your house is on fire. You don't incrementally put it out. And the other thing, so they, Howard Stern asked her what, who is her favorite president. And it really, this is another thing that irritated me. In light of our conversation recently about the Civil War and Andrew Johnson, so here we go. When you go through history, who was yeah. the best president that ever served? Lincoln. See, I think Washington. Why do you think Lincoln? Well, it would be close. I mean, it right. would be like one degree difference between Washington and Lincoln because they both, first of all, 
they were they understood the job. Right. And they both exercised thoughtful, disciplined approaches to the job. George Washington said, don't make me your king. They wanted right. to make him king. They wanted to make him king. And then he quit after two terms. Right. And then he gave a great speech, which people should be reading every week, about avoiding factions, <laughs> meaning partisanship and, you know, putting... What does that mean, though? You know, avoiding... Fa- First of all, her... Of course she has to say Lincoln. She would never say FDR, Right. These Democrats nowadays, all of these DLC Democrats, when they when they are asked in any forum who their favorite president is, half of them all say Lincoln. Now they never say FDR. For what reason? Why wouldn't you pick a Democratic president? They or they'll even say actually it was uh, Barack Obama during one of the, the debates during when he was running for president when they asked. Who is your favorite? I think it was, uh, if, I don't know if it was your favorite president or, or, or in general or Republican president. And he said Reagan. And, of course, I, was, I wanted to vomit because, because his excuse was Reagan was the most transformational president of his lifetime. In, as a, a, opposed to FDR. I mean... FDR was the greatest modern president this country has seen. Millions of people still live in uh, over the poverty line thanks to FDR's policies and that Reaganomics destroyed. So why these effing Democrats have to look at look at Hillary looking at me now. <laughs> I'm looking at the feed. <laughs> but why why these effing Democrats always have to pander to the Republicans? You know, FDR never pandered to the goddamn Republicans. He, in fact, called them out for exactly who they are. He never said, oh, the fever will break. Or eventually they'll work with us. They're con- I mean, for instance, today, let me get rid of her. I mean, she's looking at me like I'm, uh, look, she's looking at me now. Like, I'm nuts. Wait, hold on. Let me just finish this clip. Citizenship and, you know, putting country over party and all of that. Oh, that's gone out the window. But I think, I mean, Washington, it it turned out Washington was actually a really good general and and won the Revolutionary War, deserves a lot of credit for that. But I think Lincoln, I place him, and it's very slightly ahead of Washington. Give me a break Because I think Lincoln faced the worst possible choices. Yeah, okay, and he put the worst possible vice president as second in line to undo every progress that the American people shed their blood for. Ugh, unbelievable. It's, oh, I mean, what is wrong with Democrats owning their own history and embracing it? And, And like these effing Republicans do. The only reason Reagan, there's a Reagan National Airport, is not because Reagan was such a great president. He sucked. We, we're living in Reagan's trickle-down nightmare. He, he wouldn't say the word AIDS. He was a, a doddering doltard and a, a war criminal to boot who went around Congress, and he should have been impeached having wars he, for, uh, against congressional approval. And what else? Uh, he also negotiated with our enemies behind the, ba- the back of the sitting president because, you know, that would be beneficial to his campaign. 
another treasonous Republican. What a surprise. And why are these Democrats, what, you think that the, the, the goddamn Republicans feel the same need to constantly blow smoke up the ass of Democrats? No, they don't. Not at all. And, and in fact, they they won't even say the goddamn name of the Democratic Party. It's always Democrat Party, Democrat Party. I mean, I'm shocked nowadays when I'm listening to the impeachment that when a de- when a Republican actually says the name Democratic Party, it's so unusual. Now it, it stands out because they're infants. They are little baby schoolyard bullies who have nothing but taunts and in fact when another thing i wanted to uh, let me breathe for a second speaking of i so i was telling you i was watching the great courses and the andrew johnson johnson impeachment on the great courses and something that i noticed which really pissed me off i noticed this all the time with the republicans the democrat party democrat party it's in, 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 and it is infesting the public discourse now. Even, even people who don't mean to say it, they'll say Democrat Party. It's a pejorative that was made up by the filthy fascist Republicans because they have nothing. So they have to twist reality and get the doltards thinking that, oh, Democrat, emphasize rat. It doesn't sound as pleasing as Democratic Party. Say Democrat, right? Because you're rats. Democrats are rats. Those who want to not let you starve in the streets or want you to have a living wage and a decent middle-class life. These are the rats, you see, right? And so I wanted to play this clip. This is from The Great Course's uh, documentary about Andrew Johnson. And listen, just listen. In 1872, Johnson ran for Congress as an independent, torpedoing his own Democrat Party's candidate. And three years... I, I was like, hello? Excuse me? I'll play that again. I, I had to rewind it. His own Democrat Party's candidate. What? And ran for Congress as an independent, torpedoing his own Democrat Party's candidate. Democrat Party's candidate. This is the insidiousness of propaganda. And I wrote the effing great courses a letter saying, how dare you? Uh, who writes your scripts for your documentaries because there is no such thing as the Democrat Party and you should be ashamed of yourselves. But I haven't received a response yet. I mean, really, that's the um, it's that's what it's like living in this filthy fascist regime. It's the it's the beginnings of fascism. So we're not quite there yet. Right? Because I, we could still speak. I could still have my show. The, I eventually, who the hell knows? People, the, like what's happening to Lieutenant Commander Vindman, he's, when he told his father, don't worry, Dad, I'll, I'll be all right. We're, in, in the United States, we believe in truth. He is experiencing death threats now because this is, we don't believe in truth. Not all of us. Most, a lot of us do, most of us, the majority, in fact, but it doesn't matter in the United States of serfs and lords. You do, it doesn't matter what the majority wants because the minority, the fascist, filthy fascist 
treasonous Putin puppet mi- min- minority have it rigged, you see. The people who receive fewer votes, the fascists who receive fewer votes, get to hold on to power by hook or by crook and by crook. <sighs> That's how much they hate this country, you see. They are dismantling it. And watching, I mean, what I was going to say, like, what, what am I going to talk about today? What is the point, really, of going through the, 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 the fascist denials. That's what's, it's so um, unbelievable. So the FBI, the report, the Inspector General's, General's report came out about the origins of the, of the, of Trump, of the investigation of Trump's Putin puppet campaign, his, his Russian spy infested campaign. And they, the Inspector General's report said, no, there's nothing, nothing uh, uh, nefarious there. It wasn't a witch hunt. It was completely justified. And while there might have been some human error or whatever, there in in technicalities, the the in fact the agents would have been remiss not investigating Twitler's Putin puppet infested campaign. So, okay, this report comes out two minutes later. Filthy fascist Twitler goes. Uh, the 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 corporate media cuts to Twitler and his and his sycophants, and they're saying, "Oh, it's worse than we thought." The inspector general's uh, report just came out, and it's just as we told you. It's uh, and in fact, it's even worse. It's a witch hunt. We were targeted. We were spied upon, and I was like. That's the strategy. They're just going to lie. And what, I mean, why? Why, How are we going to get through this? Are we going to get through this by playing nice with the fascists? And then Nancy Pelosi, today they impeach Twitler in one one breath. And then then the other breath, they give him a win on on his U.S., his new NAFTA. So I, I don't... I don't know. I was listening to Tom Hartman earlier. He was like, oh, that's a genius move on Nancy Pelosi because the, the, uh, now it, it nullifies the Republican argument that the Democrats aren't doing anything, that they can't get anything done. As, like, it, like it really matters? What reality is? It's going to nullify an argument? I mean, have, uh, there, there you go again. Is Tom Hartman paying attention? Why are we giving him any wins in general? It's, why don't we wait a effing year and fix it then when we have a Democrat? If we have a Democrat, why would you give him something to campaign on? That's what it looks like to me. Uh, you know, um, what's good for the goddamn goose is good for the gander when these filthy fascists were in were had their stranglehold around this government when Barack Obama was president they wouldn't give him an inch even with his own policies so Nancy Pelosi says that oh well we want the american people to see that we can walk and chew gum they don't give a shit they see with their eyes and they listen to twitler and who cares it doesn't matter reality doesn't resonate with them so why would you give him a win? So 
you know, Nancy Pelosi's walking around saying, we, the Democrats, negotiated this. Like, you think they're going to report that on Fox News? That the Democrats got a win? That the Democrats worked with the this president? Who Nancy Pelosi calls an existential threat to the, to the United States. So, in one breath, and then in another breath, gives him a win on one of his on his major policies that he wanted which is no, doing nothing but reframing the old nafta oh, my god it's unbelievable to me i don't know maybe i'm not uh, you know they're all saying how nancy pelosi is so smart she's she's playing chess when everyone's playing uh i don't know rubik's cube I, who the hell knows it's it's unbelievable why would you why would you give him a win why would you al- allow him something to boast about, especially when you're saying that he is a danger to the grand experiment in liberal democracy that uh, I-, I don't understand? And let's not forget, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, she's supposed to be so smart. How many we're, – we're, we're, minor- we're in the majority now, but how many governorships did she lose during the buildup? to the the fascist takeover of this country. It's not just governorships. The, we were in the minority for a long time. <sighs> she lost, and, and the only reason we have this majority now is because there is such a crisis that Twitter is so un, out of control and the American people are activated. So it has nothing to do with really like, oh, yay, Let's have Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House again. I don't. Um, I don't think that's the motivating factor here. <sighs> it's really. It's unbelievable. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I'm like, are you effing kidding me? I mean, am I am I off the rails here? I don't know. I would love to be talked off the ledge. Really, is yeah. And I mean, I'll I will vote for whoever, obviously. And I, but I feel like it's the same thing as in 2016. I was for Bernie, of course, but I would vote for any Democrat because, as we explained before, when you're in a hole, stop digging. But I'm, I, 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 hundred, I 100% percent believe that Bernie would have won. They it, that in a in the 2016 election, in a change election, it was real change. People are sick of, they were sick of the establishment candidate. They're sick of the corruption, of the legal bribes built right into the system. They wanted a revolution, and it, whether it be Trump or it be Bernie, it was either, we, how many people said, I was either going to vote for Trump or Bernie? This is what they said, because Bernie wasn't taking any corporate money, and, and so Twitler was saying that he wasn't either. But, you know, I mean... Oh my God, my God. I don't know. I see on the chat that you don't a hundred percent agree, Haiku. What is what is it? Tell me what where am I? What am I missing? I'm not saying that to you know. I'm not. I'm serious. Yeah, I mean the the establish as Terry says the establishment Dems are not going to fundamentally change anything because I here's what I think. So for instance, Hillary in the 2016. She's she's out of touch, man. She, I mean, when in Howard Stern's interview, she's they asked her. Well, he, Howard asked her, 
um, don't you feel like disappearing now and then? Don't you want to get away and, and get out of this because you're sick of, of the attacks? And she said, no, I would never leave. I'm just paraphrasing because I wouldn't give them the satisfaction, something like that. And it's, uh, and that kind of irritated me too. It's, I see that side, but it's not that he, she's not leaving because I will not rest until we have universal health care. I won't rest until the United States is no longer the least upwardly mobile nation. Uh, that's what, what the difference between Bernie and Hillary are. Because when Bernie, so when Hillary's complaining that Bernie didn't endorse her as if she was the foregone conclusion, the reason Hillary, I mean, the reason Bernie didn't, he, there was negotiations going on. And Bernie was negotiating with the establishment Dems to make the Democratic platform more progressive. And that's what he did. And he had a lot of clout. So why would he be stupid and, and just throw it away? He used it not to get, get himself um, a, a cushy job and, in her cabinet, which many of these politicians would have done. He did it to ensure that she had a more progressive platform to fight for, like universal higher education and living wages and $15 minimum wages and, and the, uh, you know, I don't know if it was, she, she didn't have Medicare for all, but in the Democratic, I think it was, they were, the platform said, we believe that everyone d deserves health care or whatever as a right. So anyway, that's why Bernie, uh, he wasn't um, holding the, the, his endorsement. And it wasn't as if she's, and then she's like, she really, he really hurt me. And I hope he doesn't do it again. Like, how dare you? This is a process. In fact, Bernie is, has the most um, contributions from average people. He's not taking legal bribes from the filthy fascist uh, bundlers or corporations or super PACs. He's taking it from average Americans. And he has the most average Americans giving him uh, funding his campaign. That should say something. And, um, with, uh, and he's also number two in the polls now. As far, and for regardless, I don't know, Joe Biden, they're, they're pushing him on us like he's the foregone conclusion. But believe me, I see it happening again. Now, you know that Bernie, they're saying, oh, a socialist will never win. He's a so bullshit. When you get Bernie up there against Trump, they, they, that's the, a real choice. Where when you have Joe Biden, the only reason people would be going out to vote is to vote against Trump. And in the if it was Bernie against Twitler, you would have a motivated electorate who I'm sure some would go out there merely to vote against Trump. But you would have an activated base that would be also also would show up that would knock on doors, that would get people to the polls and vote proactively and positive, positively for the candidate of their choice. So Joe Biden has zero, there is zero enthusiasm for Joe Biden other than the morning Joe millionaires. And it's the, the other day we were talking about that, that incident with, uh, with that voter that the, uh, at the Joe Biden called fat. And 
I completely missed that second part of where he said, he called the guy fat, like, quote, unquote, fat. He said, look, fat. I mean, what the fuck? He challenged the guy to a push-up contest. So the guy asked him about the, the, his son and Burisma. If I, it's the new, it's the new, uh, it's the new Benghazi. Believe me, I'm going to be so sick of Burisma. Like, I, if I never heard that name in, in, again in my lifetime, it'll be too soon. Like, I, I didn't want to hear this Benghazi for 5,000 years. We're still listening. We're still talking about Benghazi. We're still talking about the goddamn Hillary's emails. But they're doing it with Joe Biden now, with his, with the son. And the fact is, it's really true. You know, um, we have a corrupt system where the, the, the children of politicians, including Twitler, including Joe Biden's son, they get cushy jobs because of their, their fathers and their mothers and their, the access. And that's not the way a democracy is supposed to work. That's not a, the, the way a, a meritocracy is supposed to work. Give me an effing break. So he should have an answer for this, but he's wrong. He's 100% wrong. Okay, your son got, they, obviously he got this job because he's the son of the former vice president. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, it's not like, you know, I never got any jobs because my father was a goddamn garbage man, but that's the way it works with these insiders, and they like it that way. They want to keep it that way. So, um, the fu- yeah, it's the truth, Hi- uh, truth haiku on the, on the chat, money out of politics. That's it. That would end all of this shit. We would, I mean, we would actually have a show then where we could be pushing and, and advocating for real representatives of the people. That's how you want to get rid of all the disgusting scumbags out of our electoral system, like the Lindsey Grahams, like the Mitch McConnells, like the Jim Jordans, and all of, and whoever, I mean, like who, I mean, I don't want to say Hillary Clinton, whatever. But like Truman said, you can't get rich in politics unless you're a crook, Okay. There's who's ha, who's high uh, dealing, wheeling and dealing here. If you're a, a servant of the people, how where you? I mean, maybe you're, I guess your speaking fees now and your, you know, uh, your book, your books. I mean, books don't really pay that much. But it's the speaking fees. You know, it's the clout that comes with the books. But anyway, it's it, the system is corrupt. And then you're in the ivory tower. You're not. I mean. Somebody who says, like, uh, who doesn't understand, who calls college when we have a, a, a student loan crisis in this country, We're, when we have kids coming out of college who, with, with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, that is a recipe for failure in this country. When she's calling a, a remedy to that um, chocolate milk, like bribing kids with chocolate milk like we're we're a bunch of infants here we're just little babies who need to be told to eat our peas like and in fact that's something that barack obama had said oh we have to eat our peas right i mean they don't want us to eat our peas we're we're the ones who always eat our fucking peas are you kidding me we're the ones who put our lives and bodies on the line 
for their latest co- war of corporate aggression. We're the ones suffering the indignity of the, uh, of the results of their policies that leave us behind. So to call it, to have a, a, a bunch of millionaires sitting around in a radio studio talking about free college, uh, and it's not even, it's like, this is an investment. Other countries do this. And they to not even um, give it any credence, as if it's it's just oh you know what it's um it's candy, candy for the for the infants. In fact, here's a, here's some stats as far as the GI Bill, the return on investment in the GI Bill. So the cost for sending GIs to college was seven billion in 1952 dollars. In in 1994 dollars, that translated to. 38 billion. Okay, extra extra national economic output due to extra education in in 1994 dollars. I guess this is an, an old study, but the return on investment was 196 billion dollars. Extra federal tax revenue, 70 billion. Total benefits, 267.4 billion. Amount returned for every dollar invested, $6.90 return on investment. That's, that's a goddamn good investment, if you ask me. It's not chocolate milk or candy. And it, it is building a society that works for all. It, and it doesn't matter. So we don't all have to um, go to school for business or IT, you know, there's room in, in a functioning democracy for everybody, for writers, for artists, for mus- musicians. That's how you know there's, that the society is working for everyone. We have rich culture and we're able to, you, uh, to pursue our dreams. Not everybody's going to sit around coming up with ways to rip off somebody uh, by making an algorithm for high-frequency trading. You know what I mean? So, God, I hate them. (sighs) Anyway, so what was I saying? So, um, yeah, so Biden says to this guy who, honestly, why why wouldn't he have an answer? I know we played this video the other day. But I completely missed that other, what he said to the guy. He called him, okay, look fat. Look, you know, look, comma, fat. Like, that's his name? So we're supposed to go from a giant Republican king baby white, white asshole, this white male asshole who wants to do push-ups, who wants to have feats of strength, who thinks who doesn't have an answer except let's do push-ups? We're supposed to go from one idiot, some one white male, big bloviator, to another who's a Democrat. Uh, there is absolutely zero reason why Joe Biden wouldn't have an answer for this. In fact, what he should say is, "Yeah, it's it's not right. My son had had no qualifications to be in this company, and." You know, it's really, uh, it's opened my eyes even further. I had nothing to do with this, but it's opened my eyes to, to the uh, corruption that are, that's in our political system that we need to fix and address. So, I mean, instead of turning around and calling somebody fat, and the, then his campaign went out and said that he didn't call the guy fat. 
he called he said facts and that's bullshit because there were i saw a video of the there were other there were the people in the room but some of these people were young people so they these kids they looked around 15 years old or so and when he said look fat the kids looked at each other like oh my god like did he just say look fat because these kids nowadays they're more sensitive despite the fact that we have a a 73-year-old a toddler in the White House, that they're more sensitive to body shaming and bullying. So to have someone who's supposed to be, uh, who's vying for the most powerful office in the land, to turn around and call a, a voter fat, is it, I, it so pisses me off. And then for the corporate media to turn around and say, well, everybody likes that. They like Joe Biden. He's just being feisty. This is a, a he's showing his his love for his children. No, honey, that's not how I took it. I took it as a, just another day in the friggin' elite white privileged elite of 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 any political persuasion. Really, where is this video here? Let me see. Hold on. Look fat. <sighs> and he's and it's this is something that Joe Biden it goes back a long time. Wait, here is it. Here's this. Let me. Is this in there? No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not I didn't say you were doing anything wrong. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Oh my you know God. what you said? Get your work straight, Jack. That's Getting clipped. You don't hear that in MSNBC. You do not hear that at all. What you heard? Okay, I'm not going to get an argument, you man. Well, yeah, you do, but look fat. Look fat. There it is. Wait, let me play it again. Look fat. Look, here's the deal. Well, yeah, you do, but look fat. Look, here's the deal. Look fat. Look, here's the deal. And then when the guy said, I don't want to get in an argument with you. Yeah, 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 you do. This is supposed to be somebody we are, we are enthused to vote for? I'm embarrassed to live in this country, man. I mean, if, you're, if somebody out there, if you're Irish, I can get my Irish citizenship. Get me the F out of here. For real. I mean, I'm embarrassed for this country. The, the, this, he's at the top of the polls, I keep hearing. Oh, they love this. I'm, I'm trying to find this article. Here, Joe Biden gets a heated exchange. Okay, there's that one. Okay, here it is. Here's the one that annoyed me. Wait, hold on. Let me get rid of him here. Joe Biden's old guy machismo is a serious flaw, but also what voters love about him. This is an article in The Guardian. Give me an effing break. Who loves this shit? Do I? And then they attacked the 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 guy who asked him this question instead of like any Trump and Z rally. So this guy was after this his, this incident. The guy who's like an 83 year old retired farmer and ex marine. He needs to be disparaged like that. We we I thought if 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 Twitter had done this, what do you think the response would be from Joe Biden and the and the DLC Democrats? They'd be all so appalled. But it's okay for him to do it. I don't think so. You would never see Bernie doing something like this, that's for sure.
an 83-year-old man, you're going to, instead of answering the question, you're going to challenge him to a push-up contest? I mean, really? It's, what is that? Is that, is that how it's, was that in the Constitution? The Constitution, the requirements for a president, you have to be 35, a natural-born citizen, and be able to do 10 push-ups. Uh, it is ridiculous. You'll be able to show some feats of strength. It's just as embarrassing when we have to, when we watch Twitler's rally and all his idiots attacking protesters, or so, and he's not even a protester. He's a voter, and a concerned voter who is engaged enough to show up at one of these, these poorly attended fundraiser. I don't know. It's not a fundraiser. At, at a uh, intimately attended meeting with Joe Biden. Now, if this was Bernie, there'd be fucking 50,000 people there. But whatever. I, uh, what do I know? <sighs> but it's, um, yeah, to call him, he's an 80. So here's this, uh, this guy from The Guardian. Joe Biden's old guy, machismo, is a serious flaw, but also what voters love about him. Really? I mean, I feel like I'm supposedly being put under a spell here. I mean, it's not working for me, but it's like, look at this. Ding, dong, ding, dong. You are getting very sleepy. It's what you love. You want a big machismo old man on a malarkey tour. Get me the hell out of here. No, I don't. A malarkey tour? I mean, rodeo dodo? Whoopee parties? I mean, how, what What year is this? I never, uh, even if this was the time of Joe Biden's rodeo dodo, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be enduring this. There were some standards, right? You would never imagine FDR or, or uh, Eisenhower challenging a voter to a push-up contest. Instead of answering a question, why doesn't he have an answer? That's the other thing. They, don't you think the, his campaign should have gotten together and been like, this is, an, this is an ongoing thing. This isn't going away. We need to address this instead of calling people fat. So ridiculous. So I'm, here's this guy's article, Ross Barkin from The Guardian. On Thursday, Joe Biden, the Democratic frontrunner, front run, front runner, I can't talk. Front runner for president angrily confronted a voter in Iowa. And you could see, that's the other thing, you could see the little wheels turning as he was being asked, how do I, how do I deal with this? Do I do my old, do I do my fat joke? Do I call him fat? Do I say, come on, man? Do I challenge him to a push-up con? Do I get angry and call him Jack? Do I call Corn Pop? Where's Corn Pop when you need him? Corn Pop, back me up here. Where's my old switchblade and chain and razor? Well, I put in the barrel, in the rain barrel. Got it all rusty. No malarkey tour. No malarkey. What the hell? Where? What the fuck? Like, where got, you really think? Now, imagine. Let's go into the future. I know I'm not a psychic, but like, you don't have to be Miss Cleo. You don't have to be a psychic friend to, to see the end of the story here. Let's transform ourselves, transport into uh, November. Let's, uh, November, whatever, the day after the election. And we're all crying again, saying, how the hell do, do I still live in a country with a bunch of fascists, racist, 
sycophants of a treasonous Putin puppet con man uh, and who received fewer votes again and still gets to squat in the Oval Office to destroy this planet. And when they do the, the dissecting of what went wrong, do you think they're going to show this video of Joe Biden saying, look fat, look fat, let's have a push-up contest, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. And how, and how there's absolutely zero enthusiasm for this old cracker. And the fact is, this is his third try. You know what I mean? Enough, honey. The second, the first time, we didn't want you. We didn't want you the second time because his campaign is entirely flawed. He's a liar on top of it. Okay, I know. Of course, the disclaimer: if he is the nominee, which I, I swear to God, I'm going into. I will go into a de- a full-on clinical depression. But I will drag my ass out and vote for him but, ugh, in a desperate attempt to, whatever, live another day. But honestly, they're going to they're gonna talk, uh, they're going to go back and they're going to talk about this. They're going to talk about corn pop and the no malarkey tour and the zero enthusiasm. And, but the fact is, he... He, he has also, oh, he has already been vetted over and over again. The reason why Obama put him in, I guess, as his vi- vice president is because he's a, an old white cracker that went back to the establishment that he is. Uh, but that's not something that needs to be at the top of the ticket. Oh, he's old Joe. He's our Uncle Joe. He, this is Uncle Joe that gave us the bankruptcy bill. That gave us that gave us Uncle Clarence Thomas on the bench. That gave us so many uh, vulnerable vulnerable policies. I mean, they're vulnerable now to be attacked. That he has to that he has to apologize for. I, I mean, his just think about now now even now in his first when he announced his campaign, his climate change plan was plagiarized. Okay, hold on a second. I just have to just type, type this climate change plage, and I don't know if you guys remember that the reason why Joe Biden had a lot of problems in uh, one of his previous runs for the White House was because he was plagiarizing. So he hasn't learned a goddamn thing. So all of that time to, to where he was gearing up. To run again for the presidency. He didn't learn a goddamn thing that he shouldn't be a plagiarist. That especially if you want to release a climate change plan, write your own fucking plan. And he doesn't have, it doesn't mean that you don't build on the other people's ideas. All you got to do, you know, when I write something, I don't copy somebody's fucking sentence unless I put a quote around it and say this and and attribute it. I mean, that's how you do it. You don't say it's yours, but that's what Joe Biden did. And he, he, in the earlier campaign, he plagiarized from John F. Kennedy as if, like, nobody had, nobody knew. Nobody would find out. And also a, another, um, an English liberal politician. Let me see if I have this video. I know I took it somewhere. Oh, oh here it is. I don't know what this is. It just says Joe Biden plagiarizing. So let's see what it is. We can evaluate the condition of our oh, okay. society. So this is a Washington Post piece on Joe Biden. It's a montage of Joe Biden plagiarizing. 
and the stuff that he plagiarized from and the original sources. You cannot measure the That's health of our Biden. children, the quality of our education, the joy of their play. Okay, I just want to stop it right there for a second because even before I knew that this was one of the things that he plagiarized, I was like, I recognize this speech. This is not a an unknown speech. That's the other thing. And all he had to do was say, like John F. Kennedy said, and and go into it. And not him, though. He just went. And then he he also, when they confronted him on it, he was like, oh, you know, uh, he first he lied about it, and then he made excuses for it. But we'll get to that. Condition of our society cannot measure the health of our children the quality of our education, the joy of their play. Yet the gross national product is not allowed oh, to help our children. Sorry, Robert F. Kennedy. But yes, I, re- I recognize that immediately when, when he started saying that. This is a famous speech from Robert F. Kennedy. It's not like, you know, an obscure thing or like the other speeches he's plagiarized from 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 English politicians. I mean, maybe he can get away with that, but... You would think, like, he might get away with a politician from another country. Okay. But not a famous Robert F. Kennedy speech. The quality of their education or the joy of their play. Let us pledge that our generation of Americans will pay any price, bear any burden, accept any challenge, and meet any hardship to secure the blessings of prosperity and the promise of opportunity for our children. We shall pay any price, <laughs> well, here's bear the any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. And I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family? Joe Biden is also talking about himself in the third person. I mean, come on. Haven't we had enough with Twitler doing that? Ever to go to a university. Why am I the first Kinnock? Okay, this is Neil Kinnock, the British Labour Party leader that Joe Biden harvested his speeches from. In a thousand generations to be able to get the university. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college. <laughs> Why is Glennis the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? No, it's not because they weren't as smart. It's not because they didn't work as hard. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. Does anybody really think that they didn't get what we had because they didn't have the talent? or the strength, or the endurance, or the commitment. Of course not. It was because there was no platform upon which they could stand. Ah, there we go. You know what? I, as that video was going, I hit the mute button by accident. There's too many buttons. Thank you for for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't too bad. How long did that go? Yeah, okay, no more Biden bashing. We've had enough Biden bashing for one. I mean, I can go on for another hour with this shit. You know what I mean? 
I'm I and I sure I'm sure we will revisit it again, frankly. But yeah, there's I'm just I'm over it. And and the reason I'm talking about it is because I mean, we're done. If he oh, I just punched Tara Jr. in the face. I'm sorry. If this is how I feel, okay? I don't know if it's I hope I'm wrong. If Biden is the nominee, we are toast. We're toast. I don't give a shit if th- that's what's so depressing about living in in this fascist ass racist country that we it doesn't matter. Twitler does it doesn't seem to matter that he's a racist, that he's a tra- a traitor, that he's a Putin puppet, a con man, a tax cheating, serial bankrupt sexual predator. All these things don't seem to matter because he has an entire party in his pocket and that's exactly how republics die. We don't we we what's going to what's going to counteract that? These democratic the democratic leadership council, these DLC Democrats seem to be under the mistaken impression that what what will counter Twitler is the fact that oh um we're just so exhausted. We're exhausted from the from 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 the uh, from the chaos. That's not good enough. That will not be good enough, especially when we have Twitler boasting about this amazing economy. Now we know that that's a another fabrication. The economy is on the rise. It's not his economy. In fact, it's not going to be long before we feel the sting of the lash of his policies, which are funneling mo- more money and uh, money to the top, where it doesn't belong, where it doesn't do anything for anybody. The income disparity in this country is getting wider. The upward immobility is getting worse. So um, it's the Twitler isn't doing anything. He's, he boasts about the stock market. That's wonderful. When, but um, only I think it's like one third of the American people are in the stock market. Most ninety percent of those in the stock market. What, what I mean, I'm trying to remember the stat. The stat. It's the ninety percent of the stock market is owned by like one percent of the people. Uh, so by the one percent. So it's not that we're all in the stock market, but you see how that that was the whole thing with uh, with Reagan transforming our guaranteed payment pension program, right? The, uh, well, Social Security is a guaranteed payment till you die. And companies would offer pensions instead of a, uh, a contribution plan, which what we have now, we, you would have a guaranteed amount of money till the day you die on a regular basis, which would last for as long as you live, uh, whereas 401ks, like everything else Republicans touch, suck because they, people are retiring and they don't have enough to retire with. And then what happens, you get um, you ha- the people end up on public assistance, which Republicans are cutting. So we're, the, the poor are getting poorer. The working class are becoming the working poor where you have to work three uniquely American low-paying jobs, you don't have benefits or retirement security, one-third of the, what is it? Yes, one-third of the American people cannot retire? That is a failure 
of an economic system. So, but it doesn't matter because even when I was watching the impeachment hearing, all I kept hearing, and, and Democrats, they, they validate this. They, the, all I kept hearing were the Republicans saying, this amazing Trump economy, the Trump, the Trump economy is on fire. But the Democrats will validate it. They'll say, when they go on the media, I, I hear things like, uh, the, the economy is strong, but this, that, and the other things. The economy is working, but this, that. It's like, you don't validate the filthy fascist lies, when, and especially when the fundamentals of the economy aren't, are structured to make the rich richer and the working class the working poor. That is the problem. And we only have, we have two candidates, we have one in particular, but two candidates that seem to recognize that. And these are the candidates that are attacked incessantly by the corporate media. Now, you, what do you think would have happened if Bernie, let's say, called somebody fat? If Bernie was asked, well, gee, how are you going to pay for your chocolate milk for everybody? And they'll, what do you think would happen? What do you think the fucking corporate media would have been? It would have been on a loop on, in Times Square. Oh, and they wouldn't be writing articles how, you know what? Um, he's a, a lover, lovable old curmudgeon. They would, uh, everybody loves it. They love the uh, the old malarkey. The old they just love that old cracker when he calls people a goddamn liar and challenges them to a push-up contest. I don't think so. I don't. I haven't met a single person that says, "Gee, you know what? My, the best thing I love about Joe Biden is how how he he challenges people to to contests of strength and says, "Come on, man, let's run, let's do push-ups, man. Who the fuck gives a shit? Let's do push-ups." Let's let's run. I I'm uh, the the ina- the inane, the uh the the low. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the word. It's like that they that the corporate media. Everybody they're all in in a confederacy against having a functioning democracy. That's what it is because they are doing great. This is why. I, I can't stand. Okay, I'm going off. I told you. This is the thing. I told you in the in the description of the show that I was going to go off on DLCers. I think I called. What did I call this, tonight's show? I know people get mad at me, but I can't help it. I'm like, it's really. I feel like um, this is. It's it's really uh, do or die here. So what did I call the show tonight? I'm trying to. Really, oh yeah, DLC Dem something like that. We're going to fucking kill us all. <laughs> it's really true. If they understood that, I mean, and really had the best interests of this country at heart, they don't have the best interests at heart. They want business as usual. You see what I'm saying? They want, they're just, just like Republicans. Republicans are a lost cause. And we, we, we shouldn't be playing like they're, they're, they're rational. Why? That's what I was saying in the beginning. Why is Nancy Pelosi giving them a win? And saying, telling the people we we want them to, sh- to we want to show them that we can walk and chew gum that we can we're, that we're working for you in in everything that's going on. Get, give me a be- a break with this. They shouldn't be. They should be. If he's an existential threat, 
with Nancy Pelosi should be like, vote for the Democrats and we'll have the USMCA. We'll have a fair trade agreement. We'll have a, things will be back to normal. Oh my God. Yes. And uh, let me see, what else? I had a couple of other videos that were Bernie related. Oh yeah, well anyway, um, we got that. Oh yeah, well Bernie, here's Bernie. He, she, he responded to Hillary's knocking him. You have in this state a lot of Clinton voters who are unhappy with uh, what's the, the leftovers of that campaign. And she told Howard Stern uh, that one of the things that hurt her in the November election uh, was your uh, endorsement didn't come soon enough. She said, he hurt me, there's no doubt about it, and I hope he doesn't do it again to wh whoever gets the nomination once it's enough. What's your reaction to that? Well, I'm sorry that Hillary Clinton is rerunning 2016. And if I had it on you, I could take out a letter mm -hmm. from Hillary Clinton saying, thank you, Bernie, for working so hard to try to make me the president of the United States. I have that letter, we'll read it. Let's be clear, in the last, during my efforts to get Hillary Clinton elected and to defeat Donald Trump, I ran to something like 14, 15, 16 states right here in Iowa, okay? I worked as hard as humanly That's possible. Right. We did dozens and dozens of rallies around this country. Now, what I, I tried to do after she won 39? the primary is to sit down with her staff, and we did, to create a democratic platform that was as progressive as it could be, and that ended up happening. So. You know, I don't want to rerun 2016. Right now, our goal is to defeat Donald Trump. I think I'm the strongest candidate to do yes, that. Yes, you if are. If it turns out that I am not the Democratic nominee, I will strongly support anybody else. There you go. And so I do have that letter that Bernie referenced, Hillary wrote. Let me see if I can put it in the window here. Well, not. Th I'll read it out. I'm still here. But let me see. I'll put it like that. You can see me a little bit. Well, it doesn't matter. You don't need to. I, I wish I could do the whole show like this. Right? Wouldn't that be nice? So with a, with a picture in front of me where I'll do that. There we go. So this is from Hillary. Dear Bernie, thank you so much for campaigning on my behalf in Ohio, New Hampshire, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Maine, Pennsylvania, and Colorado. What a tour. I remain so deeply grateful for your commitment to the future we want to build together. There's never been a more important election in our lifetimes. Well, except for the one now. As you know so well, it is not just my name on the ballot. It is, it's who we are as a country. It's our values. It's our future. It, in America... We respect and lift each other up and celebrate our diversity. It's what makes us the greatest country in the world. And that's at stake in this election, too. The end is in sight, so let's keep fighting for the next 22 days and prove that we truly are stronger together. Onwards. With warm regards to you and Jane, I am sincerely yours, Hillary. Thanks. In hand, written in her own hand, she writes... Thanks for all your help. So now it's, uh, I guess, bitter uh, recollection, blaming everybody but herself, honestly. Um, if 
there are there are many factors why she lost. Not not campaigning in as we we know in these these states that put Twitler over the edge in the in the electoral college, losing states that the Democrats had thought were in the in the bag, you know? And um it's really it really is. I see Terry on the chat. It's true. It's sad that she's doing this because once again the DLC Democrats, it's not the it's not the progressive wing of the Democratic Party that is dividing this party. It is the DLCers who who cannot understand, they don't seem to recognize that change is in the air, that the people have changed, that we are we want the promises that we were promised when Barack Obama campaigned on change we can believe in. What the hell was that? Change we can believe in. We want the change we can believe in. And I and I argue and I will continue to argue that it was these the, that's part of the reason why we have Twitler today. When you campaign on change we can believe in and then you peddle the same Republican ideas over and over and nothing is fundamentally done. The reason, you know, that's why we have a, a into that income disparity and upward immobility can step a fascist, an autocrat, a charismatic leader. Not, I mean, I hate to say that in reference to Twitler, but all Twitler is doing, he's not even a charismatic leader. He is just exploiting the fissures in disunity, as uh, VP Henry Wallace wrote in his New York Times article, that the, the American fascists can be recognized by, by the, their, uh, one of their factors, was, uh, was exploiting every, every fissure in disunity uh, in, uh, in the American people. And that's what he does. You don't have, you wouldn't have these fissures of disunity if we had a functioning working class. The reason people voted for Obama after the dis- disastrous Bush years where we were hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a month. And remember, guys, when we're hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a month, it wasn't like, the, that, like, like Wall Street was suffering and, and the 1% were feeling it. They were doing fine and getting more bloated, like fat ch- ticks on our body politic and in the, on the backs of the American people. It was the people that were suffering. So when, when, uh, what's his, when, what's his name? When Obama goes out there and, and he, I remember he gave a speech saying, well, he may, many times he would say this, Wall Street and Main Street rise and fall together. And I would, I would want to bang my head against the wall because that's bullshit. And if that showed me, even, I mean, I voted for Obama. I had all the hopes in Obama. I had hope, like that poster said, hope. Remember that? Hope. What are we fucking hoping for, right? We were hoping for the same shit. We're hoping that uh, we're going to keep sliding down we, that in, into this upward immobility. We're going to be entrenched in an endless war of corporate aggression. I mean, that's what we're going to hope for? Give me a break, hope. I mean, we all read into that. And when it didn't deliver, you know, when he goes, so Obama goes out there and he says, Wall Street and Main Street rise and fall together. That is nothing but a fucking lie. That is bullshit. And B- Bernie is the only one, and Elizabeth Warren, who recognizes it and says it. 
and comes out and says, no, Wall Street is doing great. Wall Street and Main Street do not rise and fall together. And here we are. Wall Street, is co they continue to do well, even in the Great Recession. Who, who was hurt in the Great Recession? The, we the people, the American people. And we still have, and that's why Twitter is, is now in the Oval Office. It's because we, you know, people voted, and that's why they voted for Twitter. They went from for Obama and back to Twitter because they, the promises of change never came. And it was like, okay, maybe this, this Molotov cocktail. And I know that I believe, here's the thing, in, in every Republican heart, beat, in every Republican chest, I should say, beats the heart of fascism. It's true. If the, the, uh, the you know, they talk about the economic insecurity of the white working class, like, ugh, I'm so sick of that, that whole frame if they, if it was really about economic insecurity, we know it's more about racism. If it was about economic insecurity, they would have went for Bernie, because Bernie was talking about the same broken system. And this is the the thing that, you know, without the racism. But that's what these DLCers now they attack Bernie for saying, oh, he's just like Trump. Trump talks about the broken system. Yeah. Because it's broken, and people recognize that. We're not stupid. We're not stupid children who want our, our, our chocolate milk. I mean, the, the, the arrogance of the elite. When you, we're living in a country where one-third of the American people can't retire, and she's, she's saying, that, and Hillary's saying, she's not going to step off the public stage. No, I, I mean, people are, I don't give a shit. But she won't step off because it would uh, that it would please her enemies. Not that she won't rest until the American people can retire, until those one third can can retire, until the the uh, American working class is once again the middle class, the envy of the world, instead of the working poor. For Christ's sakes. I mean, it is really, it's, the system is broken by money. And money in politics is the root. So who is talking about that? Now, when, and I've say, I say this every week and every time I have a show, that if we do not fix the, the fundamental problems that brought Twitter into power, it's the next fascist who gets in office is going to be worse. So, it, and, and that's going to be the end. So what will Joe Biden do for for the country? He's just gonna st he'll he won't be Twitter. He won't tweet. Okay, he won't. But what will he do? He'll uh, if you like your health insurance, you can keep your health insurance. You want you want your private health insurance? Like who get like that's so people will still will still have these corporate these corporate ghouls latched on to us like uh like fucking lampreys right i mean there's what will what else will change we'll still have an old man who what he won't um what's he gonna do he won't pick his nose at, in buckingham palace i mean what is the difference uh, obviously, there is difference because the Democrats, yeah, okay, they, they, but they, they won't, the DLC Democrats, honestly, they have always been the problem uh, on top of the fascists. I mean, we expect it from fascists. 
We expect the filthy fascist Republicans to be what they are. You know, fish has got to swim. A bird has got to fly. And a filthy fascist Republican twitler, sycophant ghoul, greed-centered ghoul, has got to be, the, you know, the, who they are, the scum of the earth. But, you know, um, what about, what, what are we going to say? What, what, what are we going to do when we have a off-the-rail right-wing fascist party and a what? A middle-of-the-road middle a, a party that doesn't, it's not even middle of the road. It's, it's the Republican goddamn party. It's the Republican party of, of uh, it's, I, it's not even Eisenhower's Republican party. Because if it was, they would be advocating for a 90% top marginal tax rate and, and expanding unions. Right? I mean, it's like, it's like Reagan's effing Republican party. It's not, that's why the, the only hope is with the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Come here, you little Tara Jr. Sit. I know. Ought to be Tara Jr. Just to be Tara Jr. for a minute. Right, honey? Yes. Just to be him for a minute. Not a care in the world. What do you think? What do you think of Twitler? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's the grand new party. It's a, it is GNP haiku. It's really true. So anyway, that's my su summation I, I, of the situation with this effing DLC Democratic Party that has always vexed me for real for years. I mean, I wrote letters. I remember when Clinton was president, and he campaigned. It was the first time I was young still. And he campaigned on on uh, the uh, on repealing Don't Ask, Don't... No, it wasn't Don't... He wa it wasn't repealing Don't... He was Don't Ask, Don't Tell. He, was, he talked about gays in the military. And it was... He gave an amazing speech. He used to... He, they sound... They all sound like FDR on the stump. And he gave a speech about where he said gays. He was, a, he was saying something about how... We are the United States. You know, I, I'm trying to remember exactly. He was like, and it's not those gay people or those black people or those. And I was so touched at the time because he said, that was the first time I had ever heard a presidential or a politician, any politician, say gay in a positive sense. And what did he do? After he became president... The, he signed the Defense of Marriage Act. Remember that? And our, Oh, Defense of Marriage. Hold on. Defense of Marriage. Fucking unbelievable. You know, because when, when, when gays also want to have equal protection under the law and form a legal marriage contract with their... And choose in their limited lifespan to build a life with somebody who has the same pee-pee as them. We can't have that because a giant sky spook, a giant man who lives on a cloud, who makes a list of who's naughty and who's nice, who should be the F out of our system of government, tells us we, that's, that he don't like 
when two people of the same peepees form a legal contract with when they choose their limited lifespan to to build a life with somebody with the same peepee i mean that's a bridge too far for the giant sky spook and and what did he do here this is from uh, the wikipedia i never read wikipedia but whatever because Wikipedia is another thing that the Republicans ruined. They ruin everything they touch. They they don't like reality because reality has such a liberal bias. So they go on, they, they just change it. They're like any fascist. They'll go in and they change the, they'll change it for some stupid idiot who's using Wikipedia for their book report. So, but, so you can never trust Wikipedia because they, they fucking ruin everything, Republicans. They're just effing liars that's one thing you can't say about democrats like they won't go in and well maybe i mean maybe there'll be some uh dlcers who might do something like that but i haven't heard of that anyway defense of marriage act was a united states federal law passed by the 104th united states congress and signed into law by bill clinton by president bill clinton fuck you it defined marriage for federal purposes as the union of one man and one woman and allowed states to refuse to recognize same-sex marriages granted under the laws of other states. I mean, why? Why? You pandering fucking, ugh, you DLC backstabber. That's how I, and I remember writing him a letter at the time. And in the, by, by a stroke of a pen, this asshole relegated me and and millions of Americans to second class status in our country and and because he's a coward he pan, because he wanted to pander to the right wing why instead of saying to them you know what that's wrong we have a constitution that mandates equal protection under the law we are not going to vilify other human beings because not only does it hurt them, it hurts us as a species. But, you know, that's just too boop. You got to pander to the, to the cloud being, right? That's why the founders didn't want an effing cloud being in our bullshit, in this bullshit thing that we're doing here. Because the, everything that they touch, everything that right-wingers touch, they're incapable of having a functioning republic of a, a free, functioning republic of diverse people? No way. They can't do that. And this is a case in point. So here we are, right? Defense of marriage. How many people, how many kids killed themselves in a country that didn't even consider them human beings worthy of the same legal rights? Oh, my God. Really. The acts provisions were ruled unconstitutional or left effectively unenforceable by the Supreme Court decisions what is it US v Windsor and Obergefell v Hodges yeah like you because you know here in this shitty stupid this uh this backwards ass dying empire you have to go to the goddamn Supreme Court and beg for your rights because it, because a politician wants to use you as a punching bag, wants to use other human beings who oh and now you know now Bill Clinton he's all about gays right even like when Hillary Clinton was running that's the other thing okay <clears throat> I'm losing my voice hold on.
Like, so during the election in 2016, the, what is it, the Equal Rights Campaign? I, I used to give money to the Equal Rights Campaign. Wait, wait human rights? What is that? Equal rights? Hold on a second. Equal. Is it the Equal Rights Campaign? I don't think I'm saying it right. That's it. It's the Human Rights Campaign. That's what I thought. HRC. And um, anyway, I used to give money to them. But until they in, they endorsed Hillary Clinton as their... This was well, when the, the, um, the primary was really heating up. And I, I just felt that was not only was because I was for Bernie, but because Bernie earned the endorsement. You know what I mean? He was in the trenches with us for, for even when it wasn't politically advantageous for him. So instead, and, and uh, I, I could pull up video of Hillary Clinton talking about when she was senator of New York saying that she believed that marriage was a sacred bond between a man and a woman. Get the fuck out of here. Wait, hold on. Tara, I mean, uh, Francis. He's going behind the computer. Oh, God, help me. You see what I'm saying? So that's the problem. Instead of, you know what's right. That's the thing. You, You don't have to be taught. You don't have to evolve. How do you evolve? on what's right. It's either right or it's wrong. There are some things that you just know in your heart. It is wrong to kick down on a minority group and to deny them equal protection under the law. Who the hell wouldn't know that? You goddamn sure that Bill Clinton knew that. But he he, he pandered anyway. Instead of using his position of power in as the and his bully pulpit to uh, to to advocate for human rights he instead decided to use his power to kick down on 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 gays you know on the politically unconnected until like you know they it doesn't have the same uh, return on investment anymore so they don't get now it's transgender now they're they're being attacked of course the democratic party it doesn't do that anymore at least i mean not that I know of, but you know what I mean. It's a, give me a break, evolve, and that's why. So when the the human rights campaign, when they when they endorsed Hillary, I was like, that's it. I'll never give money to them because it was all. It's we we should have some loyalty to those who were with us in the trenches. They were Bernie was at the barricades with us for decades. He didn't have to be evolve. God. And the other thing was, it's it's just all this political shit. It's like the same thing. What what the hell happened recently? Oh yeah, I got um, I got contacted. I told you guys. Wait, hold on. I got contacted from the Every Town, the New Town Gun Group, Every Town for Gun Gun like Gun Safety. Every Every Town. What is it called exactly? Every yeah, every town for gun safety. I got a letter from their lawyer saying because <laughs> I had some shirt. I told you this on the um, on the Shopify store on the RDT Daily Shopify and the Etsy store that it said thoughts 
with an X through it. Prayers, X, action with a circle, right? So thoughts, prayers. No, fuck thoughts and prayers. We want action, right? And I got a letter from them, uh, from their lawyer saying that I needed to, that all of these things had been taken down. All of this merchandise had been taken down, the stupid, you know, the uh, shirt, uh, because they own the copyright for um, for something that had nothing to do with thoughts, prayers, and action. They own the, what was it? They I can't remember the exact, but they own the copyright for um, you know, a basically it wasn't those words. They owned it was something like not one more or something like that. And I wrote back, like, this is really unbelievable, frankly, that, that that's where your money is going to when people are set, well, they're, they're donating to every town for, for gun safety. It's going so their lawyers can harass a, a f- like some, me on Etsy who, who earned, you know how much money? I could do the calculations right now for you. From that shirt. Carry the two. Divided by square root. Zero. So I was just like, take it, take it. But then I, then they apologized. And the the lawyer wrote back saying, oh, it, this was an error or whatever. I'm like, but that doesn't change the fact that that woman, whoever the lawyer, whoever they did, they had, they went over Etsy taking off or finding any any shirt or product that had anything to do with ending the pro- proliferation of guns in this armed madhouse that they were sending letters to it's that that all of the every letter that went out every hour that was spent that's your donation to to every town for new this is why we're living in this this country, because there it it's cannot the the what's wherever's right. I'm trying to talk here, but I'm stumbling. The right thing is it's not the, about the right thing. It's nothing but a commodity. Everything is commodified, including the the actions that we need to take to fix this broken system. It's commodified. It's like Earth Day, with the copyright symbol next to it when. When Coca-Cola and, du, you know, DuPont, Earth Day, sponsored by DuPont. You know what I mean? It's, they have completely co-opted everything. And that's, that's basically how I feel about the DLC Democrats. The, the corporate wing of the Democratic Party, they say, oh, we want to, we got to be re- realistic. Honey, it is realistic. We are, re- it's realistic that we are the least upwardly mobile country, and that's by design. That's not because we're not a productive nation, that we don't have uh, people who want to work. We are, we, we're working our asses off. We're working our asses into the grave, an early grave, thanks to the fact that we don't even have health care as a right. But all of these things, how are you going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for it? You never hear how you're going to pay for um, what? For the 20-year war over in, in uh, Afghanistan? Where the hell are we now? Never hear, hear a peep. I, I didn't hear Hillary talking about chocolate milk when they came, when uh, the military-industrial complex came calling. Hey, you know, uh, 
Who's going to pay for your chocolate milk? You know what I mean? <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I mean, really. This fucking country. And they're doing it to us again. Because you got to have, you got to have Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep going there. Jim, thank you for the super chat. I'm just looking at the chats. And Robin and the adorable little emoji. Thank you, Robin. That's good. Did I miss anybody? Please forgive me. I can only scroll back on the chat so far, so. Let, please forgive me. That's why I ask you to become a patron as well. Because, I don't know, maybe we'll have staff one day. I was looking at, there was another show. What was it? It's not the, I think it's uh, the, oh, Secular, something like that. It's a guy. I like him. This It's called the Secular something. Secular Talk. Yeah, that's it. Secular talk. He has a nice little studio. I was I was watching his show, and I was like, "Does he? Is his studio in his house? I don't see any cats. What's going on here? He has seven hundred and sixty-one thousand subscribers. What? How the hell did he do that? And then I was like, looking at his his um his Patreon page, and I was like, damn, he has like 5,000 patrons. So that's something to strive for. That's all I got to say. We could do it. I don't see any reason why. And then when we do it, we will have a show. We'll have a real show. We'll have a show every goddamn day. And then we'll do Saturday specials. And by that time, our chat room is going to be it's going to be explosive. There'll be so many people. And then Haiku is going to be our moderator in the chat room. We're going to set that up. And he'll get to kick off all of the the filthy fascists that want to go in and they call me the C word. <laughs> That's what they do. Or they'll call me a dyke or something. I don't care, whatever. Or, oh, that's the other thing. Oh, yeah. Or they'll say, well, that's not a right winger. I was going to say, they'll say that my voice is like a rake on a chalkboard. He actually said nails on a chalkboard. But, yeah. Anyway, what, is, what are we going to do? Let me just look over here for a second and see what the Huffington Post is saying. Oh, yeah. Here's another, oh, here's another one. Since I'm on a theme here. Let's go for Pete Buttigieg. Let's let's kick his ass a little bit. Anybody is it, are there any Pete Buttigieg fans on the chat? Feel free to step in and say hello. I I've yet to meet someone. I saw I I know somebody that went to see Pete Buttigieg give a speech and she said it was like the cure for insomnia, but that's him. He's you know, he's a corporate-friendly candidate. That's why Bernie gets zero play in the corporate media. And they love Pete. He's he's a favorite pet of Mika Brzezinski. They, they love him because he speaks. He speaks nicely. He says the same things like Obama, like change we can believe in. And he talks about real policies. Like all of these 
these non-specific platitudes that where people pour in their own aspirations, their whole own hopes and dreams, and you make it make of it what you will. But it never, you know, just that's what I did with Obama. I, when he said change, I was like, yeah, new New Deal, new FDR, Social Security expanded, uh, health care for all, uh, living wages, retirement security. That's what I was thinking, change. Right? I mean, really. Uh, that's what, if we had a, a, a real progressive Democratic Party, that's, that's what we need. It's not about what, oh, uh, we're, it's just too far left. That's not what it's about. We have to go. We have to go t- to promote the working class. And make a functioning democracy. That's what it's about. It's nothing that there's there's nothing that's not American. It is very American. We have been here before. We've we've used these policies before. The CCC, the WPA. We've put people to work. Government has given people jobs. We've sent people to school. We've had these policies before, and they work. How are you going to pay for it? You pay for it by taxing people like um, Howard Stern, Robin Quivers, uh, not just her, Hillary Clinton, and the corporations that fund that bundle for Pete Buttigieg. That's how you pay for it. You go back to the same uh, progressive, um, what do you call it, taxation, pro- uh, progressive taxation that built the greatest working class that the world had ever seen. And that's not an exaggeration. A middle class is not, um, it doesn't, it didn't happen because some billionaires felt like trickling it. It uh, it came because of government policy because we had a, a government at the time, a progressive government, a democratic socialist government that promoted the general welfare over the welfare of the corporate elite and kept the intergenerational aristocracy from seizing government. <sighs> but they have to divide and conquer. And that's why, you know, we, when I talk about the corporate media, that's another thing the DLC Democrats gave us. It wasn't just Reagan. He started the dismantling. It was these effing DLCers that finished the job. They put the coup de gras on it. That's what Clinton did with the Telecommunications Act of 96. They, he enabled... Fox News, and he enabled Rush Limbaugh, all of these right-wing silos of information. So that's why we can have, that's why we're here today, for God's sakes. That's why we don't, we, we're, not, we're not saying Madam President. It's because of everything that the DLC Democrats built. They built this, for Christ's sakes. They gave us these silos of information where now we have one not less than half of the country, yes, but a, a large majority, not a majority, a large minority, a very vocal, whiny, fascist, snowflake mi- minority who they, they are getting different, they're getting different facts. They're not even facts. They're getting alternative facts. They are, they, they believe it's a witch hunt. They believe that what, whatever Twitter tells them and there's a whole apparatus that beats the same drum of this fascist, these fascist lies. That's what, how, how the hell did that happen? Thank you, Bill Clinton. 
you know, don't we want to be mature people that say, oh, yeah, A equals B equals C. You know, like put the fucking dots together. You know, who the hell would say, oh, yeah, that was during uh, the um, when we were with the buildup to invading Iraq, the country that didn't attack us because Dick Cheney wanted to increase his stock polio portfolio. We get polio metaphorically. The body politic gets polio while, metaphorically, while Dick Cheney increases his stock portfolio. But that's, they, uh, that, what were they saying? Um, it was, uh, oh, I lost it. Heaven and earth, we move, heaven and earth. There was another thing I was going to say that went back to um, the Iraq war. Anyway, whatever, so many things. Oh, my God, yes. But that's what that's what we get, you know what I mean. And then when I see Nancy Pelosi do it and uh, giving Twitter this win with the U.S. whatever the F F's, MCA, some um, the, his new NAFTA. Well, I mean, I have to shake my head. Why? Why do we? Why are we? Uh, like what the f, man? Let's see. Trump at Pennsylvania says stupid impeachment indirectly led to USMCA deal. This is on Fox, the Fox News website. President Trump headlined a rally in key swing state of Pennsylvania on a momentous day in his presidency Tuesday after House Democrats unveiled two articles of impeachment against him even uh, even as they handed him a breakthrough political victory by finally approving his new trade deal to replace the North American Free Trade Agreement. I mean, like, so now forever and ever, amen, we have to hear this shitbag, shithole president boast about, no matter what, what uh, when, we, when he's on his effing deathbed, they're going to say, he created the new uh, amazing trade deal for the american people they're gonna he's gonna spin it and he and thank you nancy pelosi why why wouldn't she wait a year and give it to the goddamn democratic president i don't understand this to negotiate the new trade deal it's fucking baffling to me i don't care how tom hartman says it's such a it's a checkers and chess we're all playing chess what are we playing we're playing uh we're playing with uh having another twitler presidency we're playing with the end of the grand experiment good thing though hillary clinton's favorite president is lincoln i mean fuck you all all of you democrats all of you dlc democrats why why wouldn't she pick a democratic president that's the other thing you know what i'm saying it's so Annoying. It's not, it's more than annoying. It's dangerous. Because, you know why? I'll tell you. I'll answer my own question. They are doing fine. That's why. They don't see what's going on down here. They don't understand why somebody like Bernie Sanders will attract a crowd. Oh, how many people? 40,000, 30,000, 40,000? I think it was more. Might have been at that rally in Queens here. They don't understand that. They don't understand why the American people are up to their, up to their foreheads with this bullshit. 
They, they're living, these assholes, they're living in their ivory tower, talking about how well-spoken Pete Buttigieg is. Like, oh, he's a Rhodes Scholar. He's a, he's a, a veteran, and he wants real solutions, whatever that is, which means don't think about, um, don't worry about all those 85 million Americans who have zero health care. Don't think about the 35,000 Americans who needlessly die every year for lack of health care or the millions who go bankrupt. We want real solutions. And by real, they mean corporate. The same. The same old solutions. And maybe, you know what, they'll, they'll open it up a little. They'll make unemployment insurance 99 weeks or they'll... You know, they'll throw you a bone. They'll, they'll let you, they won't cut food stamps like Twitler will. They won't, I don't know. I mean, you, but don't, don't think about retiring. They're not going to do a goddamn thing about the uh, Wall Street banksters who are using the average American savings as their, as gambling, as a backstop to their gambling. I mean, they're allowed to do that now again. They won't do a goddamn thing about that. They will not do a goddamn thing about addressing the income disparity and upward immobility because, you know what, like Pete Buttigieg says, you don't want to pay for rich kids to go to college like you pay for rich kids to go to public school or the public library, you know, because this is a new America. Every man and woman for, and, and everybody in between for themselves. If you got something, you better hold on to it for dear life. And only wake up when you, uh, uh-oh, wait, hold on a second. You mean I won't have my health care when I lose my job or I retire? I'll have to, you know what I mean? Like that's what's so, this, this country is the selfishness, the, the short-sightedness, the uh, inability to have real change that will fix the broken system. We got to hear the bullshit from Nancy Pelosi that validating a fascist fucking takeover of this country by giving the filthy fascist a trade deal for on which he will run for his next uh, administration. Uh, from there, for that jumping off point, she just gave him another win uh, for him to say, look, everybody. It's a sham impeachment, and I did this for you. I mean, how stupid. <sighs> anyway, it's unbelievable. Am I wrong? I don't know. I hope I am. I really do. But I, I, when I heard that they uh, introduced articles of impeachment, abuse of power, and uh, what was the obstruction of justice, of course. And then the filthy fascist right-wing sycophants went out and they were like towing Putin's line, repeating the Putin playbook while Twitler's meeting behind closed doors with the Russian ambassador. I mean, this country is gone. We are a satellite of Russia, of a, of a scumbag country, authoritarian dictatorship. You know what I mean? And, and Republicans and then the, and the, I mean, the Democrats, the Democratic leadership's like, here you go so-called President Trump, you're a danger to America, but here's something to go boast about at your next Nuremberg rally. Go tell the dupes that you're able to, that you gave them an amazing trade deal. 
And but remember, you know, we helped to get it as if that matters, as if the American people, the dumbasses that will will say, oh, well, you know, it was really the Democrats. You know, the Democrats, they're able to work bipartisanly in uh, for the betterment of the American people. I think I'll vote for Joe Biden because he can do some push-ups. You know what will happen? That they're going to get into the voting booth. They're going to say, you know what? Twitler gave us this um, USMCA. He may be a, f- a fascist, racist asshole, but so am I. Cha-ching, vote for him again. That's what's going to happen. Thanks to the DLC Democrats. It's almost as if they, they, they like it. They want fascists. It's like they're working hand in glove with fascism. I don't know. If I really want to get conspiratorial, maybe I should check out the QAnon site. There might be another, it's like one of those sick-ass mirrors, you know, a picture where you're looking in a mirror and it's going back in a mirror and a mirror and a picture and a picture and a back and then, and then you're in the back of your own head. That's what it's like. Maybe they, it's, they're really working together to destroy the grand experiment. As much as Nancy Pelosi likes to say she's prayerful and, and tell that story about a republic if you can keep it. I wonder, would, would, would FDR work for, uh, you know, help? What's, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hoover. Would uh, give Hoover a win on which to run on? I mean, the, uh, the goddamn election is less than a year away. Why would you do that? We want to work for the American people. We want them to, we want them to know that we are. We're not going to let them. I think she said something like, "We're not going to allow them to suffer or something like that, or stay in pain or something." And um, really, it's a year. How about the rest of our lives? How about the rest of the 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 history, the rest of this country, forever and ever? Amen. How about Earth? Moving forward, can we can we suck it up another few months till we have a democratic president and then do a new trade deal? We no, you got to give Twitler something to to boast about, something to run on, something to tell his Nuremberg dupes that he's working for them. I do not get it. <sighs> And while they kick down on Bernie, while you have Hillary come out and, and, and whine that Bernie was, didn't, uh, I hope Bernie doesn't do it again. Do what again? Wor- uh, work for the American people? Do, promote policies that lift people up? Force the filthy DLC Democrats to, uh, I don't know, harken back to their, their FDR roots? or they're not their roots, but the FDR roots of the Democratic Party, the party that won in four landslide elections and, uh, and into the future, it, that, that had control of, the, of both houses of Congress for 50 years, that fucking party? For Christ's sakes. I, and what do you think? I mean, really. So stupid. I don't want to hear. Oh, Nancy Pelosi, she is so, she is really playing Twitler like a fiddle. Real? I don't know about that. It, it kind of feels like 
the other way around. It feels like we're getting played. You know who's getting played by the Fed? We are. Because we got to work our uniquely American low-paying jobs to not have near the standard of living that our grandparents considered their birthright, that our grandparents paid for in their own blood. And because, they, and because our, our grandparents, the socialists, voted for the Socialist New Deal in four landslide elections. It's unbelievable. It's not, I mean, maybe the Democrats need to remember that. Instead of listening to Hillary Clinton, who couldn't beat the most repugnant, filthy, disgusting con man ever to seek the highest office in the land, they should listen to somebody like Bernie, like harken back to our FDR roots, who's telling us, who's telling the Democratic Party, who's showing the Democratic Party that we can have a movement in this country. And I don't mean that in Twitler's bathroom where you got to flush ten times. I mean a real movement that will build the rebuild the working class, that will allow us to have decent middle-class lives again, that, will share, that shares, you know, the, the wealth th- that our productivity makes possible. We make the world go around, not... Not Jeff Bezos. I mean, for Christ's sakes. Right now in France, how many people are on strike? They have nationals. They have general strikes. Because they understand. Not here. They, they keep us nice and divided. And driving our Ubers. Strikes spread across France for a sixth day. Because they understand. The people in France understand. I think I told you this story before. When I was working, I was working at this TV station, a very large TV station, a, a network, if you will. And I was a freelancer at this network. As That's the new normal in life. I'm a freelancer now. You don't get it. Nobody hires anymore. You're a, free, you're a contractor. You go from job to job. That's what I do. I'm a contractor. I go here. I go there. It's fucking tedious. I'm exhausted. Every You never know. Every minute, you know, okay, see ya. That's your last day today. There's no security. But that's the way the corporations like it. You work, and it's big companies, too. They have certain people on the books as staff, and then they have contractors. That's the new normal in America. And you, they don't pay benefits. They don't pay retirement. This is what it is. The, thank you, the uh, DLC Democrats and Reaganomics. That's, they get away with it. This is what they do. But anyway, but I was a freelancer at this company, and there were a bunch of staff there too, Pro- production, in a production capacity, working behind the scenes in TV, right? So I'm there doing my freelance wor- work, and one day they call all the staff members into a room into a big room and they tell them the management says okay you're all fired and everybody's like what and they said now you're all hired as contractors take it or leave it so they said to they took each person in a room and they said this is your rate Take it or leave it. This is not negotiable. So that you, I'm talking about people that were there 
20 years, you know, 25 years, ready to retire. People who had kids, maybe they needed their health care. Some who are going on vacation. That's it. It's gone. You're done. No more vacation. You don't come to work. You don't get paid. There's no days off. There's no sick days, except now there's sick days in New York because the legislature mandates it. The corporations will never do it out of the goodness of their hearts. You have to force them through government. That's why Republicans hate government, because they hate democracy. They hate the working class. They want you to be a serf. That's it. So uh, they, they, all the people, I, re, I was there that day. They were, people were crying. They, but guess what? They all showed up the next day. And I was in shock, and I was very upset myself. And I remember saying I was in the bathroom, and some one of the managers who I knew, she's kind of a bitch. She was like, "What's the matter?" And I was like, "I'm, I'm very upset. I can't believe what's going on here." And she goes, "What do you care? It's not happening to you. It doesn't affect you. Like that's the attitude. What do I care? Well, maybe it can be me. It will be me. It's, it is me. It is all of us." It's a disgrace to the, the to every worker, every every mo- every laborer, every American who ever died for a weekend or an eight-hour workday, that they do this at these effing corporations. So, anyway, I'm I'm looking. I'm so blurry. The camera's making me blurry again. But anyway, then. I was doing another freelance job at another place. A friend of mine who works there, he's, uh, he's French. And I was telling him the story about what happened at, at this other place. I'll call it A&E because, because that's, that's what it's called. But anyway, and uh, so they – and I was telling him how horrible it was. that I couldn't believe that they did that. And anyway, he said, because he's French, he lives, he's an American citizen now. But I was like, why the fuck you want to come here? But whatever, that's his own thing. And, but he said that would never happen in France if, because they wouldn't dare. And if they did dare, everyone would have walked out. The entire company would have been shut down. And nobody would have showed up the next day. That's for sure. They would have been outside with signs and pickets. The entire, and then after that, the entire, all of the entertainment in New York, all of the TV stations would shut down. And then the trucks would shut down. And the trains would shut down. And that they would tell the elite who the hell runs this thing. That's what would have happened. But here in the United States of serfs and lords, there's, no, there's none, none of that solidarity. There's none of the unity. And that's exactly how they like it. And that's why they want you to believe, like the uh, Tim Ryan, another, who, uh, another fake DLC Democrat. He's so progressive. Oh, he loves unions. He wants them to fight. He, he, he says, hey, They've negotiated these great health plans. They don't want to give it up. Well, instead of saying to them that we're in this together, and if anybody doesn't have health care, then nobody has health care. That we're all vulnerable because we're in it together. 
Not these effing re- Republicans and these DLCers. They like it. They like us divided. So when Pete Buttigieg says things like, "Oh, um, we want," uh, I don't want to pay for rich kids to go to college. What well, he's dividing us. It's part of the whole divide and conquer, and that's how they do it I, because they have us nice and afraid, and and scared. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, my lord. Yes. Oh, and then when. If uh, we get health care, oh, thank you, my lord. Thank you, my sovereign lord. My, you're, uh, we, you're so gracious, my lord. But that's not democracy. That's, that's the system the founders fought a revolution to escape. And you know what? We're, that's why we're in trouble. Because we have to understand. And, th- and this is another reason why I am 100% for Bernie. Because that's, he talks about that. Will you fight? For someone who doesn't have health care, even if you have health care, will you fight for someone who's undocumented, even if you're native born? Will you fight for someone who's not exactly like you? Because we are in this together. And that's the only way we will ever overcome this, um, this rapacious greed and income disparity and upward immobility and ever get anything. Back to no, the the uh, the way it was under the great prosperity, where we can really have a country that is great uh, and a change we can believe in. That's the change we can believe in. It's not. I mean, forget believing it. We need. It's not the change we believe in. It's the change we need. That we it is vital. Because if it, what does vital mean? You know, vital means it's your life depends on it, and the it depend the 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 whether this country survives as a democratic republic or goes full on authoritarian or it doesn't even have to go full on. It could go oligarch like Russia. That's where we're going. You know, you know what I'm saying. I know. You lucky kitty. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. I look at the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Because I gotta get I have to get unconscious. I'm done. I gotta get unconscious. Yeah, exactly. Paradu on the chat. Voting should be a holiday. That's right. These are these are the things. They don't want us to have a vo- uh, have uh, a real democracy, whether you're the whether you're a right wing Republican, which is the same thing. I mean, fascist, or a conservative Democrat, whether a DLC Democrat. We gotta keep realistic. We gotta keep. Don't get too pie in the sky. Get me the f out of here, really. Get pie in the sky. That's what they said to people who fought for a, a living wage. Who fought for an eight-hour workday or weekends? Oh, don't get too pie in the sky here. <sighs> All right, guys, please become a patron, and thank you for all your super chats and everything else you do to keep this show going, to keep me going. I was very depressed earlier. Not very, very. I'm exaggerating. I was depressed, though. I was like, ugh, this place is done. What's going on? Did the did the show just get crazy? 
the show just stop? Is the show... I look at the show. Is the show uh, buffering? Buffering, yes, buffering. Anyway, all right. It's good time to buffer. I'm going to buffer the hell out of here. I really appreciate everything that you all do and for meeting me here whenever I show up or, or have the time to show up during the week. So I appreciate you guys being so accommodatable to accommodate my schedule. Um, I will try to do as many weekday specials as we can, and hopefully that'll get you get wet your whistle for a daily show. Who the hell knows? I don't know. We'll get better. I'll get better. The show will get better. We'll. And the other thing is that we're in it together. So I appreciate hanging out with you. You know what I mean? This is part of why I do it because I believe in it. But I also I think of you guys when. I'm not, we're not together, really. I see you, but I, I think of you. You know what I mean? I, I feel um, kindred spirits. So, and these are the early days of Tara Buster. And who knows where we can go, really. Hopefully the show will grow and we'll get more sponsors, more patrons, We'll get a real show. Maybe we'll get together in real life one day. Who knows? We'll have a Tara Buster tour. I don't know. Dare to dream, right? It's not even dreams. We're doing it. We're working on it. That's how you do it. Everything starts one step at a time. So we're not doing too bad for the first steps, so to speak. So the really the truth of uh, success, I believe, is never giving up. That's really the truth. I don't know. Never give up. And I'm saying that to myself as I sometimes want to give up. <laughs> so, I'm only human. All right. I will see you on Saturday, most likely. And uh, although other than that, please take care of yourself. And... Take care of all your your loved ones and all the normal people in your life. As far as Republicans, I don't know about them. You can't really, there's not much you can do for them, really. They're, uh, can you take care of them? No. I mean, you can educate them. You could try if you have, if you have a lot of patience. But in the meantime, I don't know. I'm trying to say, what am I going to say? I'm getting tired. We stick together. We win is the truth. Just like the French. Remember the French. Maybe one day we'll be as uh, evolved to understand that we are in this together. And we are on the right side of history, the right side of humanity. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you on Saturday. Thank you so much. <laughs>